Welcome to Bleacher Brawls. We got ourselves another Stripes episode here tonight. I'm John. I'm here with Michael. Um, the Yankees have really um, hit the skids these past couple weeks. It's not, you know, every week we're like, yeah, maybe there's an outside chance they make the playoffs. It's it's just getting worse by the day. Um, a lot of stuff to just vent about, talk about, and kind of uh, really more, I guess, looking towards the future in the offseason. So, um I mean, I guess let's just get right. Well, first, actually, first pitch. We always do the first pitch. Michael, what have you been up to lately, man? Not, not much, man. Uh, been well. Uh, starting to cool down here, which is nice, the weather. Uh, got a wedding coming up. So uh, it's kind of been hectic, which is, I guess, beneficial, considering the Yankees don't give me much <laughs> to get excited about. Uh yeah, looking toward looking forward towards the off season, like you said, which is strange this time of year. But what are you gonna do? So, um, yeah, definitely, and like that, it's the you have other things going on to keep you preoccupied from having to watch this. Because like, I'll still watch the Yankees. I'll still turn them on, but I'm not. You know, it is what it is at this point. I guess. Um, yeah. For me. So it- <laughs> I was going to say, you switch, switch to watching them on mute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, for me, a couple of things. Um, I guess it's both grocery store related. I didn't really even think about it until I was about to talk. Um, I never really thought about it. Um, I'm not like, I'll eat sushi. Like sushi is cool and all, but it's really just a vessel for the wasabi. Like I, I that's what I'm like. What I like is the wasabi. I like hot food, spicy food. Uh, I never really thought about it. And, you know, I was today years old when I learned that you can just buy wasabi, like, in a squirt, like, kind of like a ketchup squirt bottle at the grocery store. Um, I don't know why I never really thought to do this before, but I bought myself a bottle of wasabi. And now I'm putting that stuff on everything. Like, I'm making, like, chicken nuggets for the kids and making sure I get some to dip that in. Uh, Tonight we had some deer sausage. I'm like, oh, deer sausage and wasabi. That sounds good. Um, I'm ready. I'm just putting it anything we've eaten like in the past week since I bought this wasabi, like wasabi's going on. I'm just going to try it. Um, yeah. So that's something if you're, maybe there's people out there that catch on to things slowly. Like I do, you can buy wasabi. I love wasabi. Are you a wasabi fan? I, I am. I, I, I do like this. Mm. I venture into the spicy foods. Uh, wasabi's mm. always been a favorite. I uh, could always remember like when we go out to like the Chinese restaurant or get sushi, my parents would put like a little bowl of like soy sauce and put a, like a big chunk of wasabi and just mix it up. So just kind of took that over. Uh, I, I'm like you. I, I've recently, within the last couple of years, found out you can buy it from the store. Uh, so I've definitely uh, dabbled, you know, mixing it on just anything, chicken, steak, just spice it up a little bit yeah it literally yeah, i could go on anything i mean i might try it on my breakfast like i'm well actually you could definitely have it with eggs so if i could make myself eggs for breakfast and i'm putting in wasabi on it tomorrow <laughs> and then the other grocery store related i uh thing so i mentioned um luke is my middle child rosie's godfather you know like for as much as we give each other a hard time like he's rosie's godfather and it, it's very appropriate because they have a lot in common when it comes to stubbornness and uh, 
you know, if you ever have children, you're going to be in a grocery store where your kids are going to start screaming. You'll be out in public and your kids are going to start screaming, especially as a dad. You're kind of like you have a little girl that starts screaming. You're kind of like panicking, right? Like, like oh, people are going to think I'm kidnapping this kid, right? Like you, you get a little bit nervous. Like it's something you have to keep in the back of your mind. Um, so we're in the grocery store and Rosie wants – just keeps asking for stuff. And she doesn't even know what she's asking for at this point. So she picks up the – Whatever, she's just grabbing things off the shelf and like wanting it. I'm like, I'm not buying you anything. Like, no. And she picks up these like Mexican, um, like baked, like cook, like cookies. I, like, you know, because I'm in Texas, so we have like different sections and like these traditional Mexican cookies. And with, but like, she picks it up. I'm like, you don't even know what that is. Like, no, I'm not buying that for you. And that's when she starts like really losing it. So I have to pick her up and carry her. And, now it's like okay i'm carrying the screaming kid like i'm a little bit nervous and like she's loud everybody can hear it and as we're kind of getting towards the front she just lets out the biggest you're the worst daddy ever as loud as she can top of her lungs i'm like oh thank god all right i'm gonna be fine on my way out of here now (laughs) just announce to the store that i'm your dad we're cool like i can deal with the tantrum now that i'm not worried about getting you know questioned by the police (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's hilarious yeah i was gonna say a little sign of relief like okay you know continue screaming get it out you know as long as you're tired before bed we'll be good <laughs> yeah exactly exactly um yeah so that was that that's what's been going on in my life uh, lots of supermarket grocery store uh stuff i guess that's what happens when you get old so we've delayed the inevitable long enough it's time to talk about the yankees i mean i think we've gone over repeatedly how terrible this team is i don't know to what level we can just keep beating a dead horse i mean we will but um so i was thinking maybe this week let's start looking towards the future because that's all we have uh there's a lot of holes in this lineup so talking lineup specifically uh do you see this as a lineup that can be fixed in the offseason uh I don't know, man. I mean, to be honest, like, I think our best chance and most likely chance is just maybe pray we can get out of, like, these this slump and just this year's, an, uh, you know, aberration. or It's just, it's you know, we have some guys, key guys, signed, like, you know, Stanton, LeMahieu, uh, uh, the pitcher we got, Carlos Rodon, uh, till 2026. So um, I don't think there's anyone's going to take them from us uh, nor pay their contract. Uh, so I think we're stuck with them. So I think you got to just kind of like fix the holes that we have, um, go get a left fielder. Um, I think we can use a catcher need pitching, um, and not just like the bottom of the, you know, the, what's left in the barrel type of pitching, you know, some guy that's coming off injury. Um, I was looking up, there's some good pitching possible free agents coming up, like, you know, Dylan cease for Chicago's having a good year. Um, even Tyler Glasnow is only 29. I know he was shaky at first, but now he's killing it. Um, yeah. Um, my biggest thing I was going to say is I think uh, one thing I was thinking of telling you what can kind of make you forget this season we just had. Um, going to get Shohei Otani in the offseason. Um, I know it's kind of a little harder now in the offseason because you're going to have a lot more teams in the mix now he's a free agent. But um, can't really trade for him. But still in the same breath if we got him i it it helped me forget about this season (laughs) yeah that would be the dream if we could land otani uh he fits that left-handed bat that we need 
Um, you know, I assume they'd at least let him pitch the first couple years of the contract. My thing with Otani though is because he's such kind of a, like an odd guy. When he like came over here, he only wanted to go to the Angels. Which like, why would you of, of all the teams in baseball? Why are you picking the Angels? It doesn't make sense. It's a weird thing. So I'm guessing that guy, if he doesn't know exactly where he wants to play next year, he has a very short list of teams that he's even considering. Um, and I don't think as much as everyone says it's going to be about he's going to get a ton of money, I don't think it's about the money with him. So I think it's about like where he wants to be, and then he'll the contract will work itself out from there. Um, I though again, all I said, if like if he surprises me, he comes to New York, I am gonna be the, the happiest guy on the planet. Like I hope that's what happens. Um, that'd be fantastic. Other than that, like yeah, there's I I don't there's not like the free agent class. You're not gonna be able to fix this team through free agency. We're gonna need a third baseman, obviously. Uh, Donaldson finally coming off the books. Um. Matt Olson's out there, but I don't feel like I think the Yankees have whiffed on so many contracts lately. Like I just don't want to sign Matt Olson like an aging third baseman to a long term deal. I don't see that working. Uh, I'm not even convinced. As much as I like Harrison Bader, I'm not convinced I want him back on anything more than a two or three year deal because he's just injuries waiting to happen. Uh, it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be really hard to fix this team, and maybe that's what they have to do is just keep focusing on pitching. Um, and just hoping something works itself out on the lineup. Uh, uh, I was gonna say what, they talk about. There's talk about Juan Soto being available. What, what do you th- What are your thoughts on that? I would love that. I would love that. Uh, you guys won a World Series, so that's already a good sign. Just uh, you know, a, just an elite player in baseball, and having him and Judge in the same outfield. Oh man, that'd be it'd be amazing. Um. And, and this is a situation where, like, all right, I know Cashman has all his untouchable prospects and all, but, like, just on, just give the Padres whatever they want and take on Juan Soto. And maybe if you're lucky, you could kind of convince the Padres to take Stanton off your hands. You know, as much as I like Stanton, I've defended him. Uh, he hits better in San Diego than anywhere, like or Southern California anyway. He's so comfortable out there. Like, I know he's got his no-trade clause, but maybe that's the one place you could kind of unload him. Um, but again, maybe that's just wishful thinking because he is kind of – he's redundant on this team. As much as I've defended Stanton, the guy's redundant. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, I, I'm I'm back and forth with him. I've taken a slight turn with him. I think he's getting a little too much heat for what he's – I mean, I think he's doing a little bit better than like when he first came back from injury. Um, at least the bats, the at bats look better. He's, you know, he's, I think he's, uh, taking a little bit better swings, not swinging at balls in the dirt. Um, he's, he's, it's almost like when you watch him, they're starting to like, you can almost see like, okay, like we, we can't necessarily just pitch to this guy anymore. So I think that's a positive sign. Um, and I obviously judge being in front of him helps that. So, uh, <laughs> batting in front of him helps that. Um, but yeah, uh, Juan Soto would be great. I, I was going to say, I agree with you on Harrison Bader. Like last year coming into the season, I would have died on that hill. Like, no, we need him back. He's a, you know, he's a, he's, if nothing else, he's, you know, he's a vibe. He's a mood in that locker room that everyone wants to play with him. And he's a ball player. He's a, he, you know, he's a baseball player, but now it's like, I mean, what's the upside? Like, you know, he's definitely not going to play a full season. Um, he seems to have caught the, you know, caught a ticket for the struggle bus with the rest of the team. So I don't know. Um, 
I think this year you just got to play the kids. Like, bring them all up, see what you got, and go into the offseason and, and, and do something. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because that's what I'd love to see is the kids come up and play because now we like, we have them. We're stuck with them. So let's see. Maybe one or two of these guys will surprise you. It's been known to happen. And right now there is so little pressure on this team. If these kids came up, the fans would have so much patience with them. It's, I know the whole thing is like, oh, we can't bring up kids in New York. There's too much pressure. Well, now there's no pressure. So there's really no excuse to see what these guys can do. Like, I was looking at this right before we jumped on. You have in AAA, they have the catcher, Austin Wells, the outfielder, Everson Pereira, Will Warren, who's a right-handed pitcher, um, Vasquez, who we've seen. This kid, Clayton Beater, he's a uh, he's in AAA, right-handed pitcher. I've heard his name. I know he came in over, I think, from the Dodgers, whichever that last, maybe it's the Joey Gallo trade. Um I've heard a lot about this guy, and I heard there was some interest in him in the trade deadline. So why not bring him up and see what you've got here? So there are names in AAA where we've got nothing to lose by playing these kids. Right. I mean, like, you could have already penciled in a loss by putting Luis Severino out against the Braves today. So what <laughs> like, what, what hurt does it do? Um, like you said, there's no pressure. You're already in last place. I mean, you might, if nothing else, you, you got nothing to lose. You, you might spark a little momentum and, you know, get some, you know, fill some seats for the end of the season or something. But um, I think we will see that left fielder, uh, Everson. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think I've read that enough to where I think we will see him shortly. Um, but that's also probably just because he ain't doing nothing in left field anyways. It's not like we have a long, a long time contract out there anyway. So, um, fingers crossed, but, um, obviously we've done enough fire Cashman shows. So that's obviously <laughs> needs to happen. Exactly. Yeah. I, we got, we know what Billy McKinney is. We know what Jake Bowers is. So why not just give this Everson Pereira kid a chance? And again, so yeah, we're not playing for a playoff spot anymore, but you are playing for a little bit of pride and you know, these kids coming up, that'd be perfect. So we have two series left. Yankees have two series left against the Red Sox. Um, I'm not sure if you've heard this or if you listen to any of uh, the shows, but Luke is pretty convinced. Uh, and I know you're getting active in the chat now. So you're going to see like these guys, some of these guys are realistic and some of these guys like Luke are a bit more delusional. Luke and Senor Alvaro are both, uh, I think, a bit more on the delusional side. And Luke has gone on this air saying that he believes the Red Sox have a 15-5 and run in them that could get propel them into the playoffs. I don't see it. Um, do you have any thoughts on this? Uh, do you want me to start off? you want to start it off? You tell me. Uh, I mean, I, I, uh, I don't have too many thoughts. I think it was good enough what you said about it being a delusion. And, you know, if it happens, like, you know, I think pigs will start flying and, uh, the whole night. I mean, I, I, I'm not sure. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. We got no room to talk. Like we're, we're just as bad, but what makes me a little bit happier is the Red Sox aren't in first. They're right there with us. I mean, one of the two games above us. So we'll flip flop back and forth. Um, it's really the only series I care about anymore in this in this season. Um, I think we'll get smoked when we play the you know if we play the Orioles again. Um, even though the Rays have banged up, I think they have way better bats than us. Um, so the the only thing I care about is just beating the Red Sox. Again. I and that's really what it is. That's one of the few things they have left going for this season. And 
Uh, I don't think they're going to roll over for the Red Sox. I think they'd like to play, play spoiler for the Red Sox, and I'm sure that team would be happy to, if they could pull it off, like get past, like, past the Red Sox in the standings. Like, all right, you know, fourth place is meaningless, but we're still ahead of this team. Uh, you have to hope that that plays into it somehow. There is a that rivalry there. Again, and like I don't see it. I don't see the Red Sox as a playoff team. Uh, they're really not that much better than us. They can go on a losing streak and drop beneath us. The Yankees still have, and that's another issue. So let's look at this. I don't see a 15 and five run in there because their schedule is way too tough. They still have two series against Houston, two. And Houston's playing is the best team in the AL right now. Unfortunately, they have two series against the Rays, who have been struggling, but they're playing for a playoff spot. You have. Another series against the Blue Jays, who have both the Rays have dominated the Red Sox this series, season. Blue Jays just dominated the Red Sox. Um, so there's a lot of teams. And the, again, the Red Sox have to play the Orioles. Uh, Red Sox have to play the Yankees. So I'm sure it would like to be a, a bit of a spoiler to a playoff run. Um, I just don't see that 15 and 5 run in there. Uh, then you, you have to take on the count. Mariners are still in this. Uh, the Mariners are. You know, ahead of the Red Sox in the wild card standings, playing an easier schedule as I think they play the A's at least two more times and a couple other bad teams. Uh, and then lastly, come on, man, like that injury prone Red Sox pitching staff to just say, oh, well, now Chris Sale is coming back and James Paxton, who you and me know is not a tough guy and quit on the Yankees going into the playoffs. Uh, these guys aren't in a position where you can rely on them, expect them for to go a six week. Six weeks down the stretch, get you into the playoffs, and then expect them to have something left for a playoff run. I just don't think it's realistic. Um, I don't wish for injuries on anybody, but that Red Sox pitching staff is injury prone. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Um, nothing made me smile more than watching Bello uh, give up that three or four run inning the other day because um, I was getting a little tired of thinking that you know that he was the savior to their season. Um, and then what's funny too is Chris Sale, you know, he's going to do it again. He's going to come back from injury. He's going to get them all excited, get a good, get a little start against a struggling team and then pop goes a shoulder. Um, so that'll be fun to watch Twitter blow up on that. Um, but <clears throat> yeah, man, um, I think it's funny cause I think, you know, I pay obviously like my Twitter is just, it's only Yankees giants or Red Sox fans. Um, I think because I follow some of the guys on the show, I get a lot of Red Sox Twitter, um, on my feed, but it's funny because it's like all the Red Sox fans, all they care about is just bash the Yankees. Like at least the Yankees, we can look in a mirror and be like, yeah, we we stink, and this is what we gotta do to fix it. Fire cash and fire boom. And the, it seems like the Red Sox think they're like in first place, and the Yankees, you know, it's just crazy. And th- that's really it. Like um, they they hate us more than they love themselves. That's the problem. And yeah, they're acting like they're in the playoffs already. Like, dude, you're. They they're up two three games on us in the loss column, and that could change at any minute. Um, just it's a it's been a bad season for us, but at least we're realistic sitting here saying, yeah, like I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs. They're not making the playoffs. Uh, there's no chance the Yankees make the playoffs. Uh, I will give. I know Pat said the Red Sox aren't making the playoffs. Joey is a more realistic Red Sox fan and said they're not making the playoffs, but I think Luke and Senor and Alvaro are still hanging on to hope, and I think Derek's on the fence. Um, so, yeah, we've talked enough about the Red Sox on this show. We just had to, 
you know, we don't have a lot of Yankee stuff to talk about, so we might as well dig the knife while we're at it. But now we get to get into the fun stuff, uh, the exciting things, the stuff. Uh, NFL football season's coming up, or NFL football season, whatever. You guys know what I mean. Uh, NFL season's coming up. I'm excited for football. Uh, we're ready to talk Giants, and I know you have a better uh, notes on the Giants than I do, so I just want you to kick it off and tell uh, just you're a Giants guy tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I was just talking, I got my main thing, like, especially with like the first preseason is I just want to see like, um, the, the draft class, like I was paying a lot of attention to like who we got. Um, so I know that, uh, like the biggest thing, as you know, as a Giants fan, like our Achilles heel throughout the last 10 years have been our offensive line. So it looks like so far, obviously I don't want to jinx them, but that, uh, John Michael Schmitz, um, who's the center we got, um, I think I forget how many snaps it was, but didn't have zero, you know, zero QB pressure, zero sacks. So um, he's apparently doing really well uh, in practice, going head to head with Dexter Lawrence, which is one of the best nose guards in the NFL. So that's a lot to be, you know, I think that's a lot to be said. Um, excited about that. I think Jalen Hyatt, I'm calling it now, is going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Um, kid runs a four three. Um, I think this is going to be a Daniel Jones breakout year as long as they can protect him. Um, I think Daniel Jones would have already been um, in. Uh, I think he already would have, uh, excuse me, been into the. Uh, not, I'm not thinking of Hall of Fame, but uh, Pro Bowl uh, like, or uh, yeah, the Pro and, Bowl. Uh, I think he would have been a Pro Bowl if they would have blocked for him. Especially like, mm-hmm. I mean, you can look at his, you know, the games he really like excelled in. Like his first game, I'll never forget his first game when he had that comeback win against Tampa. So. Um, I think he's a little underrated. Um, if they block for him, I think he's going to have a breakout year, and he's going to prove why they re-signed him over Saquon. Um, and that's the other thing too is I, you know, nothing better, nothing excites me more than Saquon coming in with a chip on his shoulder. Like, that's not a dude you want to see coming downhill at you, and especially now that he's angry and you know is trying to earn a a, a big contract from someone next year. Um, I mean, that's a lot to be excited about. Yeah, um, you mentioned the Daniel Jones thing. You're absolutely right. Like, there was a point when he that <laughs> the game where he tripped himself up and fell flat on his face, but he was running 21 miles per hour when that happened. Like, I, the kid, the kid has talent, uh, and the fact that they're finally putting a team around him, like, I really think we this could be a breakout season for him. Uh, might finally live up to that draft spot where they drafted him. Uh, and I'm just so excited to see what happens this year. Um. Interesting thing that I heard this week, um, right now, and I'm, I'm not in a state that allows online gambling, which is probably a good thing at times, uh, <laughs> but I did see the line on Kayvon Thibodeau is eight and a half sacks on the season, which that surprised me because I really, like, I want to take the over on that, um, but that Vegas usually is pretty spot on. Like, if a guy stays healthy, like, that's going to be a pretty good line. Um, it's surprising uh, and maybe I'm thinking with my heart, but I'm taking the over on that. What do you think? Um, I I would agree with you. I think it's surprising. However, um, I think you hear enough from like Wink Martindale, the defensive coordinator, who has been on you know A plus defenses, so he clearly knows talent. Um, I think just today he challenged him. Tavon, uh, Kayvon specifically to, you know, to be like the best in all the defensive uh, end stats in the whole NFL. So I don't think you make a public challenge like that if you don't think this guy can do it. Um, so that's, that's encouraging. I, I would take the over too. I mean, like 
not just because I'm a Giants fan. The kid's a, the kid's a freak. So he already gave him a rookie year under his belt. Now he's just gonna hit the weight room and hopefully get faster and stronger and smarter. I mean, there's, there's no, I think the 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 ceiling or the sky is the ceiling. Yeah, and like you said, you mentioned with especially Wink Martindale, where he is so good at coaching guys off, uh, writing up defensive schemes that play to his players' strengths while bringing pressure uh, on the quarterback. Uh, I I love watching Wink play, and I think that's a good point. Which I would I was just going with my heart, but you made a book. That's a good point. I think it's all the more reason why I'm taking the over on that. I think eight and a half does seem low. Like I said, if you said it at nine and a half, I would have been like, I'd still probably would have took the over. So yeah, I do think Kayvon Thibodeau could uh, hit double digit sacks this season, and we need him to. Uh, we really need him to. Um, Jalen High, rookie of the year, uh, offensive rookie of the year. I hope you're right because the kid is another kid on that team that's just so fast. Yeah. Yeah, I would say uh, my favorite quote so far about him is, uh, and this is only hits, this hits at home because I'm in Cincinnati, but um, Chad Johnson or Chad Ochocinco, uh, he he said in an interview, I think he was on one of those uh, like podcasts with uh, Calvin Johnson, I think, and um, he had said, they had asked him like who won the offseason or who are you excited to watch this next season, and he had said the Giants because they got Jalen Hyatt, so... Um, I think for like an all-time talent like that to, to like, obviously he's in the know and he, he, he knows all these young kids and the coaches that are coaching them. Um, so I think that's, that's something to like, you know, raise your eyebrows at like, dang, if this should be future hall of famer, I don't think Chad's in the hall of fame, but I think it has more to do with his mouth and his play. Um, because the guy's (laughs) got the records and, and the stats to be in, um, but I mean, if someone like with that kind of caliber, who, by the way, is still forty something years old and running like a four four playing soccer, um, I think you know that that says a lot. I think he's in the know. Yeah, yeah, and I, I do think you're right. I think if he had played more by the rules instead of by his own rules, he's probably in the Hall of Fame. And uh, it's unfortunate that it always kind of plays out like that because there's a lot of guys. You know, I guess maybe it's more of a uh, topic for the baseball offseason, especially around Hall of Fame time. But there's a lot of guys, I think, in the that are not in the Baseball Hall of Fame that really should be. So, um, yeah, it's I, it, it's always unfortunate when it plays out like that. But I do agree. Uh, Chad Johnson, Chad Ochocinco, whatever you want to call him, uh, I do think he was a Hall of Famer. And uh, he's so good for a couple of years there. Um, all right, so anything else on the Giants before we kind of uh, go on to the next game where I was going to kind of say we predict uh, division uh, division standings for a couple of the top divisions? Uh, not too much, man. I think the only thing I had left in my notes was like uh, there's a guy uh, that they drafted last year from Cincinnati. Again, hits kind of home, so that's why I was paying attention to him. But his name is Darren Beavers. He's a defensive end slash tackle, kind of like too big to be an end, but you know, too fast to be a tackle kind of thing. He's just a, he's just an athlete, but um, I think he's going to have like a breakout season compared to where we drafted him. Like, you know, uh, he's definitely not, wasn't a first rounder by any means, but I think he's going to get a lot of reps. And uh, I think I'm just excited because I've seen him play college. The guy's a gamer. He, you don't want to, you know, see him, you know, in a three point stance in front of you as a, as an offensive lineman. So um, I'm excited to see this. Like, I think I said it last week, this defensive line might be special. 
I hope so. I hope so. And I'm glad you brought that up too, because one of the things I heard when I was listening about uh, the Jordan Renan podcast about the Giants was uh, Colin Johnson, former uh, University of Texas Longhorn. So watch him play in college. A big kid, unfortunately, has dealt with some injuries. Uh, I don't, he's not going to be a number one receiver, number two receiver. He's not going to be a starting receiver, but he does bring something to the table as far as his uh, size, his ability to go up and get a uh, catch a ball, uh, and kind of say he's a good. He can be a matchup nightmare because of his size. Um, I heard he was having a really good training camp, so I'm really hoping he's able to make the team. Uh, I know they saw something in him last year, so hopefully they still see something in him this year. Um. So next off, I thought something cool to do, you know, would be to talk about just predict uh, one through four, how a few divisions play out, uh, you know, some of the more top. I don't know if I should say top divisions. I don't we're going to start with the NFC North. I don't necessarily think the NFC North is a top division, but I do think that there's a lot of questions in that division where this could play out in a lot of different ways. Uh, so I'm guessing we've probably are going to have two different ideas. So uh, you want to go first. How would you predict uh, your one through four in the a- NFC North and, um, you know, like any notes you might have on any of those teams or thoughts? Um, I think this is going to be the uh, Detroit's year. I think, I think this is the year Dan Campbell kind of makes his mark. Like, you know, I think he's gotten his shine from like just being a football guy and a, you know, a player's coach that, you know, definitely like you hear him talk and you'd run through a wall for the guy. So, um, I think this is the year where they kind of like turn some heads, um, and he puts the, you know, the pieces together. Um, I, I, I think the, I think because, you know, gambling is legal in Ohio. So I think the uh, odds say, I think they think that Minnesota is going to win the division or they have the best odds, I think. Um, but I think this is going to be the year, you know, I, I expect big things from that guy. Um, I So that's somewhere we I agree with you is our, so our, both of our division winners uh, would be the Lions. And for the same reason, I just really think it's the Coach Campbell thing. I think that team's knocking on the door and they played, with his, um, God, I, I don't know, aggressiveness, but that doesn't even begin to cover who Dan Campbell is. Uh, I remember Chris Canny talking when Dan Campbell first got hired by the Lions. I remember Chris Canny saying how that was like the one guy that he, they got in a training camp fight with Dan Campbell where Chris Canny, as the fight's going on, was like, oh no, what did I get myself into? Like, I don't actually want to fight this guy. Um, yeah, I, I think the Lions, to me, that's number, they're going to be number one uh, in that division. Um, I'll go, so for my number two in the division, uh, this is where it's it tricky. Uh, you know, like you said, they predict the Vikings to win the division. Uh, I think they're, I think they weren't really that good of a team last year. Uh, I don't know about the Packers because you can't have 30 years of like being blessed with amazing Hall of Fame quarterback play, and then like you're bad, you're due. Like you're gonna, <laughs> you're talking about gambling. Well, here's a team that's about to go on a cold streak. Um, I so I don't have a ton of faith in them, and it kills me because I'm not really a Bears fan. Uh, I don't know. There's something about that team that just rubbed me the wrong way. Um, but I guess. They have the quarterback, but then they're the Bears. They always kind of fall apart. Um, I pre- so I'm predicting the Lions to win the division. 
Uh, I'm predicting maybe second place in the division is the Vikings at eight and or wait eight and seven. No, it's not right. No, uh, well, I, I can't do math anymore. Eight, eight nine, and nine. Eight, nine and nine. Yeah, yeah. nine. Okay. Nine and eight. I think Vikings nine and eight, just a touch over five hundred, but they take a big step back from next year. And they're my second place team in that division because I don't trust the other two teams. Yeah, um, I think. You hit it on the head. You can't trust the Bears. I mean, I think Justin Fields is going to definitely get better this year. Um, and then I had, almost had a meltdown earlier. I saw, like, the only thing I saw from, like, the Packers last preseason was Jordan Love threw, like, a dime. Uh, like, you know, a really good pass. And I was like, don't tell me that these guys got <laughs> a, a third one in a row. Like, don't don't tell me that. I think it – I didn't know. I didn't, like I said, I didn't really watch too much of the game. It was just like I was flipping through, I think, my Instagram and just, you know, a highlight came up of his. And I was like, it it, it would go like that. They just, just, just keep rolling them out. Just Hall of Fame quarterback after Hall of Fame quarterback. Oh, man. I just – I can't see it. I, I, I realize it can happen because there are they, – they could just have that luck where they could fall into it again. And Packers fans are so irritating. Like, they are so irritating. And for them to get that quarterback again, it's like I, – I, they're like – they're the um, – Wisconsin Luke, I guess, where like they're just so hard. Like he's like just you just want them to be shut up, but the the luck keeps breaking in their favor. Oh man, I worked with this guy a couple of years ago, Packers fan during that whole the first time Aaron Rodgers didn't want to be there, and uh, we we're lucky we worked remotely because if we were in office, this guy would have took a swing at me. I just every day I'm like Aaron Rodgers doesn't love you. He doesn't love Green Bay. He wants to leave. He he doesn't care about you the way you care about him. And it used to drive this guy crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah. They, I mean, it, it's, it's, I would say, how could you, you know, the cold over there has probably got him as irritable as why, why they're so irritable. But, um, nah, man, I mean, Aaron Rodgers about to go make, you know, turn the jets around. I'd be irritable too. If I lost my franchise quarterback like that, <laughs> even if it's only for a year or two. Um, so who do you have finishing last in the NFC North? Um, probably the bears. I just like, I know they got, I knew they went and got that receiver from Pittsburgh last year, but, um, I don't see them doing anything either the bears or the Packers. I think the Packers, like, you know, I, I think Jordan loves not going to be the worst quarterback in the NFL. I think, you know, it says something for that. He got to sit for a couple of years and watch Aaron Rodgers and, you know, learn the NFL the way they used to learn the NFL, not just coming in and getting thrown in the fire. Um, so I, I don't know. I think that's good. I mean, it's as long as they can learn from their ways and maybe start drafting some offense around the kid, he should be all right. But I don't think it's going to be this year by any means. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, for me, I'm predicting the Bears to finish fourth. I, I like I always like it when the Bears have high expectations because they usually fall flat on their face. So I think that's kind of how that ends up playing out uh, fourth place. So for me, I'm going Lions one, uh, Vikings two, Packers three and Bears four. Um, I get behind that. Yeah. <laughs> So let's look AFC West. Now that's another division that I think is really uh like that's an interesting division because there's a ton of talent in that division, and then there's the Raiders. So, <laughs> um, 
Where, like, do you see Patrick Mahomes repeating? Is it Justin Herbert's year to really take the next step, or does Russell Wilson, um, does Russ finally cook? Like, he burned the kitchen down last year. This year, maybe he's going to be able to, um, finally get that gourmet meal going. <laughs> you might have burned the restaurant down last year. I don't know if there's anything left to anything left to cook in after last year, but no, I don't have too much faith in him. I think, I mean, honestly, I I think Patrick Mahomes is probably the best quarterback in the league. I think he's been the best quarterback in the league for a little bit now. So, um, I mean, people thought they were going to take a step back last year without Tyreek Hill, you know, their number one fastest receiver, and I think they only got better. Um, so I, I I think as long as, you know, 15's in their backfield and Travis Kelsey's running around with his hair on fire and Andy Reid's their coach, I don't see them going anywhere. Um, no. Yeah. yeah, I am the same way. Just Patrick Mahomes is too good. Uh, and Justin Herbert and the Chargers, they're going to compete. And they're going to, I think they're going to be a playoff team. Uh, Her, he, Herbert really does look phenomenal. And, you know, I know there's like that whole con- thing when, not controversy, but thing a couple years ago when he got drafted. It was like, oh, God, why couldn't that have been the year the Giants had that high pick? Because they really loved him. Um, again, I'm, though I'm happy with Daniel Jones right now. Uh, but I do think it's, it's going to be the Chiefs are going to win the division. But the Chargers are, I think, are really going to kind of look to become like the next team and maybe down the road actually be able to compete for that division. Uh, my actually surprise take is kind of we were joking about it. And I made a joke about the Raiders being so bad. But I think Broncos are finishing fourth in this division. I think Russell Wilson, the magic's kind of over. Um, he's just he's a weird guy. I don't think that team's rallying behind him. Um, and so I think the Raiders, I don't think the Raiders are going to be good, but I think they're going to surprise people and finish ahead of the Broncos. And then there's going to be real, real problems in Denver. Yeah, no, 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 I agree. I forget did um, did they end up letting go of Jacobs, uh, the running back and, and he did, right? Like, or no, how did that one work out? There's a lot that went on with Josh yeah, I will I say though, I am I am actually a Jimmy G, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo supporter. Like I think, like I'm not saying he's gonna win the MVP anytime soon. The guy still was like a throw away from winning the Super Bowl. Um, and like his record does speak for himself. Like it's the most important position in the whole game. Like I know, like for a little bit they were kind of hiding him. They don't want him to throw too far down the field and stuff. But like you build your team around what you got, and like that guy still needs to like rally the troops and make sure people are in place and do all the you know do all the other stuff. Um, and I think he makes plays when he has to, like on third down. So I I'm not saying that they're gonna be good or compete with the Chiefs. And I agree with you. I think the Chargers are definitely the closest thing to competing in that uh, division. But like I would, I think I'm gonna go Raiders then Broncos. Yeah, and Josh Jacobs, it looks, I guess they must have franchised him because I'm reading Team Hopes Josh da- Jacobs will return sooner than later. So it looks like he's still at least under uh, the Raiders have the rights to him. Yeah, and Jimmy G is, you're right. He's not, he did get the 49ers to the Super Bowl. Uh, the but Belichick loved him. Uh, you kind of thought, yeah, he's not like, he's not a bad quarterback. I think he's caught a couple bad breaks, uh, maybe been. He's got hurt a few times, but not mm-hmm. a bad quarterback at all. Um, and now, let's get into our our division. Well, well, not our division, but at least one the division closer to our division. 
AFC East. Uh, another team with a lot of things going on. Just signed Dalvin Cook. Really going, planning to make a run for the Super Bowl. Uh, and the Patriots respond by signing Ezekiel Elliott. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I thought Ezekiel Elliott had gotten a bit fat. But I might be biased about that. Um, predictions for the AFC East. Um, this one's going to be tough. I'm, I'm actually legitimately like excited to watch this division compete. Like, I think the bills are, you know, just as good as anyone besides the chiefs in the AFC. Um, but they're definitely like that top tier. I think the jets made some, obviously some big moves, which, um, they just, did you say they got Dalvin cook or they did um, get Dalvin? Cook. Yeah. yeah. So I was going to say, that's like someone now you have to deal with. Like I know the dude was still, I'm pretty sure a thousand yard rusher last year. Um, and then you got Aaron Rodgers and all his, you know, the band he brought with them. So they definitely on the offense, they're going to be okay. Um, I think if their defense is remotely close to what they were last year, um, I think the division is there to lose. Um, I like what the Dolphins did, and I was actually a fan of them last year. You know, when they got McC- uh, uh, their new coach there, um, Mike Mc- uh, is it McDaniel's? McDaniel's, or, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Mike so, McDaniel's, like, yeah. Little like the boy wonder, boy genius kind of thing. Like he's kind of nerdy looking, but like I, I dig it. Um, I think he's funny. I think he's like a really good players coach. Um, everyone seems to like him, and he's obviously smart. Comes from a really good football tree. So like I, I like what they did there. Um, Unfortunately, like oddly enough, I think the Patriots are the low hanging fruit, which they just got Zeke. Um, good for him. I think it's a good system to be in. Like that's you know, I think it could go one of two ways. It, it's either going to be really good for his career and extend it for a couple of years and possibly sign somewhere, or I think he's gonna. This is going to be like his last year because Bill Belichick doesn't play those games, and if you can't get along <laughs> to go along, they'll leave you on the. We'll leave you at the bus stop. So, um, I don't know. I. Um, I think the Jets take it. I think the Bills contend. They're going to be right there with them. Dolphins might take a step back from last year, and I think the Patriots are going to be like eight and eight and nine. Yeah, I think for me, I do think the Bills are taking starting to take a step back. It's they're missing uh, Coach Dable, and uh, it's really starting to show. I, I, you know, Buffalo's good, but I don't know. Their time might be up. I know there's. There's some friction at the end of the season in that locker room. Um, that being said, I think it might still take the Jets a minute to gel. So I think Bills win the division, but come playoff time, I think the Jets are the better team. And I do think Jets get into the playoffs um, as a second-place team in this division. They'll take, get a wild card. And I think that's a team that where if a lot of those guys are healthy – I think Aaron Rodgers, a really, really motivated Aaron Rodgers with a chip on his shoulder, I think they can make some noise. But I think because it might take a minute for them to kind of gel, I'm pre- I think the Jets are going to be the better team, but I think the Bills end up winning the division just because that's kind of how it plays out. Um, and then I want to say Patriots fourth place, but... I'm good. There's something telling me they're going to finish third. And I hate to say it because when he's on the field, he's amazing to attack of Aloha. Um, or maybe not amazing, but he's really good. Uh, but there's just been so many head injuries that like, I don't see 
how playing in the NFL, even with the way they protect the quarterback nowadays, I, I don't see how he makes it through the season without getting hurt. I mean, really, um, just it's unfortunate and it stinks. But I just like, and if he gets hurt, I guess Mike White is your backup. But like, is he really like what he was with the Jets? I don't know. I know I don't buy it yet. Maybe he'll surprise me. But I'll go, um, unfortunately, Dolphins last place, even though I'd like to see them finish higher. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's all riding on Tua. I mean, mm-hmm. if he can stay healthy, which I don't believe he could. I mean, we know of the two two or three uh, concussions he had last year that we know of. So, mm-hmm. really, he probably doubled that. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I think if, if, if he takes one hit close to the one he took in Cincinnati last year, he's going to – I mean that that's probably a that's probably a career for him. I think that he's probably got doctors already telling him like you're you're taking a risk by going out there. But I don't blame any of those guys. I mean you worked all your life to get here. Might as well, you know, go go do what you want to do. It's your choice. Um, so I don't take anything away from those guys. But um, I think you're right though. I think they go where he goes. Um, he's can't necessarily throw the deepest ball, but I think he's accurate. Like, and when you got speed like Tyreek Hill and uh, Jalen Waddle, I mean, they they'll burn you short pass or long pass. It don't matter. Yeah, I mean, if you if you're accurate and he catches them on a slant where he catches them in full stride where they're not slowing down, you, I mean, who's gonna catch them? Uh so I do th- again. That's a team that could start out really hot. They could start out like four, five, and zero. Oh, um, but then, yeah, it's just I just I'm so afraid something's going wrong. But you're right. Like if I'm too attack of low, like what? No regrets. Like you made it this far. Like I'm not gonna quit. Uh, so you do have to. Re- just another reason to respect the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then yeah. So that was that. And then okay. So and and now finally NFC East. Uh, let's make our predictions. Uh, you go first. Uh, this is obviously the important one. So uh, the one we could uh talk the most about. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I am just as big as a Giants homer than I am a Yankees homer. So um, that being said, I do legitimately think because I don't think the Eagles are going to be as good as they were last year. I don't think they're going 14 and three or 15 and two, whatever they did. Um, I think they take a step back. I think they lost some key players on their defense. Um, I think the league's going to figure out uh, Jalen Hurts real quick um especially like with like i said i think the giants got a defensive line that it's like if we can just rush four and drop everyone back like good luck i mean as long as we can score with everyone else i think we'll be in good shape so uh i'm going to take the giants to win the division um i think they have the third best odds in the division um followed by the eagles will probably sneak out because um as much as i don't like the eagles i still can laugh at the cowboys misery um i think they're gonna i think Dak doubles his interceptions that he did last year just because he said he was not going to throw 10. I think he'll have 10 by week five. Um, So, um, and then Washington, I think they're just, I think with the whole ownership thing going on this year, I think they need at least a couple of years to figure that out. Yes. Yeah. So I hope you're absolutely right about this. I hope giants win the division. Uh, I can't go there yet. I can't let myself go buy into that level so i am gonna still take philly uh to win the division and if i'm wrong i'm gonna be ecstatic because i hate philly i it makes me sick to have to pick them to win the division but like realistically i think it'll happen i hope you're right about jalen hurts i 
I've thought like he's not that good. Like I mean, he looks great in that offense, but he's not that good. He right? Like it's not just me looking at him being he's not that good. Um, but you uh, you can look at you look at all those Philly guys backing him right now and last year. Look at all their past tweets a year ago. I guarantee you can find all of them wanting to trade him a year ago, or I guess right. two it, years ago now. Exactly. Like he just, I, I know he had a good season, but I just, I didn't buy into it fully. So I hope they fall apart. I hope I'm jinxing them. Um, but, and I was then, then again, so Philly won Giants second place. I do believe the Giants are a better team than the Cowboys. I know the Cowboys look better on paper. I don't think they're a better team. I think the Giants are going to be more, a better coach team. And I think that's going to make the difference. Mike McCarthy's an idiot. Like, let's be like honest here. Mike McCarthy's an idiot. They're bringing in that new offense. Like, it's, it's not going to go well for the Cowboys. It never does. Um, so yeah, like they're finishing in third place in this division. And I get to, <laughs> I get to talk trash to Cowboys fans when I'm <laughs> living down here in Texas. So I'm looking <laughs> forward to that. Definitely. I'll be wearing my giants Jersey or my giant sweatshirt. Uh, week one, I'm going to be in a Giants t-shirt. Um, but the Cowboys are finishing third. And, yeah, they, God, the the commanders are done. I, the season hasn't even started. Um, and Ron Rivera, a veteran coach, I don't know how he's going to put up with that. I'm shocked he didn't walk uh, and just resign going into this season. Um, did you ever watch Married with Children? Like, the no, Bundy. I, I, oh. I, I know, I know, like, I know what you're talking about. I've seen like throughout the years, I know like the actors in the show you're talking about, but I've never yeah. like sat down and watched it. All right. Like he, you know, cause Ed O'Neill played football and Al Bundy, four touchdowns in a single game of Polkai football. So football is always a running joke. Um, and I remember there's the one episode where, you know, it was in the nineties, uh, the Rams were bad. And he says like, Peg, his wife is like, we have to like go to the store uh, and he's like, well, the Rams are playing. Uh, he's like, <laughs> and if you lose to the Rams, you get kicked out of the league. Uh, and then they say, or maybe it was that one was the Jets. But the one where he says, uh, he's like, but the game's not over yet. And then they're like, and the Rams take the field. He's like, all right, it's over. Like, I feel like that's the season for the commanders. Like, all right, it's over. Like, let's just pack it in. As soon as they step on the field, season's over. Just pack it in. Um, and I hope they do something about that field. While we're on it, when are we going to talk about the commanders again? Like, uh, the NFL has to step in already and like fix that field before any people keep getting hurt. Like, what is wrong with you? I hope this new ownership does that because that's again like as much as I killed uh, Tropicana Field in Tampa. Like to have that field where people are getting hurt as frequently as they are like in Washington, it's just an abomination. Uh, just I, I hate that team. Did the I know I know it was like brought in discussion, especially towards the I think Sterling Shepard really got that movement going. But the Giants mm-hmm. had that kind of issue last year too. I think he went down like with a non contact injury, mm-hmm. just like kind of slipped and whatnot. And mm-hmm. like towards the end of that, they were like really heavily like trying to say like we need to get rid of this, we need to go back. Mm-hmm. Gotta, and then I think the way I if I'm not mistaken, I think they listened, like which mm-hmm. I was surprised because I think the Giants are like very traditional, <laughs> like the owners whatever the owner mm-hmm. says, the owner goes kind of thing. But um, I think, if I'm not mistaken, the Giants should have a new field this year too, which should benefit some of these players getting it hurt as well. That, that's awesome, yes, because we have had – we've had too many non-contact injuries over the years, starting with – just starting with uh, Odell up until now. Like, there's just been so many. Sterling Shepard, like you mentioned. I Sterling Shepard's another one. Like, I'd love to – 
for everything he's been through, he's stuck with the Giants through all like the down years. Um, and he's always been such a pro. Like I really hope he can stay healthy. Like I don't think he's gonna stay healthy. I'd love him to. Uh, but I, it's like you hope he makes this team. But it's like I just have in the back of my mind. I'm like I I have a feeling he's not making the team. I think he's more of a player coach right now, and I think he's gonna have a lot of value. Hopefully with the Giants as like a wide receivers coach or something along those lines. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I think it's a, you know, hate to say win-win because if he gets hurt, I don't know if we're mm-hmm. winning. But like last year when he was hurt, like half of the se- like half of my favorite thing watched besides obviously a Giants win was watching him on the sideline. Like he is the craziest dude on the sideline running up and down, <laughs> like headbutting people without a helmet, like getting in their faces, yelling, ch- you know, hyping them up. So like that's like to have a teammate like that, knowing like mm-hmm. – Things have just not been going his way. He's constantly here, constantly on the side, you know. But to to be able to, like, you know, kind of put that aside and not think of yourself and feel bad for yourself and want people to feel bad for you, you're just trying to go out there and be a good teammate. Like, I, I, I'd rather them pay him and let him sit on the sideline than anything else. Like like you said, be a wide receivers coach, uh, the sideline hype man, call him whatever you want, just keep <laughs> him in blue and red. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I really hope he sticks with the Giants, uh, or at least there's a spot on this coaching staff for him. Uh, and that, I mean, hey, like if Brian Dable likes him, it looks like Brian Dable is going to be here for a while. So that would be a great kind of transition to get him onto the team and, and stay with the Giants family for a while. Um, so I guess that's that for tonight. We were able to fill out. I'm like, oh, this will be quick. We can't talk that much about the Yankees, but we definitely filled it out tonight. So that was pretty cool. It's awesome. I'm Came in here miserable because I had to talk about the Yankees, and now I'm all psyched and ready for the football season. <laughs> Heck yeah! I just say um, that's something to look forward to because uh, throwing, like I said earlier, throwing Luis Severino against MLB's hottest <laughs> offense is not a good recipe for happiness tonight. No, certainly not. I checked the score before I came on, and uh, I haven't looked since. Probably no reason to. Um, all right, and that with that, uh, <laughs> we're off for the evening. Uh, thanks again, everyone. Uh, again, we have our YouTube channel. We have Twitter, which is Bleacher Brawl, not Bleacher Brawls. Um, but as our handle, that's a long story. It's been archived in the past. BleacherBrawls.com, great place that we always have articles going up Monday through Friday. Um, and yeah, and with that, uh, I'm John with Michael and uh. Thanks for listening.